0: My name is Brett Q. I don't play hockey, and I do not listen to Nickelback, but I still like Canadians, so I listen to the Big MX radio show.
1: Big MX Radio, brought to you by Meta, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fly Racing, Bill's Pipes, W Wheels, Motul MX, X Brand Goggles, Moto Ice Wrap, and Moto Stuff make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views. Inside the sport of motocross, the gate's about to drop on Big Mx Radio. Welcome to the Big Mx Radio podcast show brought to you by Shades of Grey Helmet Painting. I'm your host, Brad Gebhardt, but with us on the line, we've got the Q himself, goes by the name of Brett Q. Bretholomew Q the Third, how are you, my friend?
0: I'm doing so good, man. How are you?
1: Hey, not too bad whatsoever. Just got in from a long, hard day on the job site. Thought wanted to talk talk some dirt bikes, and uh, couldn't think of someone better to call up, so I called you.
0: Dude, I like that. I've been working too, and it has not been on anything involved in dirt bikes, and I'm over it. I'm about tired of. It. Tearing out tile and flooring and laying new flooring, and tile. I'm not. I'm not about it. I'm ready to talk dirt bikes and ride dirt bikes. So, yeah, man. It's just been. Oh. Uh, it it's been raining, so I haven't been able to. I, I just wanna. I wanna ride dirt bikes and get ready for this old whip competition coming up. But gums it ain't pouring down rain every day.
1: No doubt. Well, uh, is it still raining today? Or are you riding tonight?
0: I wish I was riding tonight. It's a muddy mess, man. It's a oh. mess. But so. Oklahoma dries quick, so wind will dry it out, and I'll be golden before long, hopefully. There, but then quit raining, I won't be. But we'll see. Well,
1: Brett, we uh, the last time we talked to you, you were uh, you were stationed in uh, a, a different location, um, but uh, you, you've you've uh, you've kind of uh, come back home, if you will, uh, fly away home, sort of thing, and uh, you, you're you're back where the roots are uh, have been were laid, and uh, uh, st- uh, still know how to turn the bike upside down.
0: Yeah, I'm uh I'm pumped to be back home. Um, it was awesome living in Oregon, I will say, but it's uh there's just nothing like home. And whenever you live here for so long, you're like, Man, it sucks here, it's so windy, it's so like it's not in, it's not awesome at all and then you leave and even though Oregon was awesome and, and everything about it was super cool, it just wasn't home, you know. So whenever uh whenever I had the chance to come back I jumped on it. I'm pumped. Pumped to that.
1: There you go. So, when, when exactly did you make the switch? Uh, reason for it, and uh, what are you working on now? Other than uh, it sounds like some uh, some renovating, uh, and uh, if anyone needs some brickwork uh, getting done, uh, let me know. I'll uh, have no problems going coming all the way down there for uh, for a small job. We can do some uh, motocross riding as well.
0: That's perfect, dude. You need to come on down, do some brickwork. I'll do some tile, and I'll do a yeah. swimming pool. And- all this stonework I've done plenty of that. So man, we got this dial. I think between the two of us, we could probably build our own house. We could, we could tear it up. So it'd be sweet. Um, let's do that. 100%. Yeah, I, I forgot. I forgot what you even asked, but, um, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. What did you say? What did you say before that? I got so excited asked, talking about when you,
1: when you moved down there and, uh, and what was the reasoning?
0: Oh, okay. So see, you got me so excited talking about all this work stuff. I got, I got pumped and I was like, totally forgot what I was doing. Oh, um, man. I I moved back down to Oklahoma um, at the end of December. I kind of nobody knew I was coming back. Honestly, like my family and and nobody I didn't I didn't tell anyone. So um, it was kind of cool to just to show up and and uh, they were they knew I was coming, but they thought I was flying in and and uh, we met for dinner and they thought that I was just just gonna get a ride back to the to dinner and from the hotel or from the airport and uh, they were like, well, how was your trip? I was like, it was good. I left like two days ago and had a blowout, but it was all good. And they were like, "Oh, that's that's cool." And then I was like, "Yeah, I had a blowout," and I had to say it again for them to to really realize that I didn't fly there. And they were like, "Why'd you Why'd you drive?" And I was like, "I'm back, man. I'm I'm back. I brought all my stuff. So my uh, my bed and my bikes weren't getting any any other way." So they were pumped. It was uh it was a cool thing to to be able to surprise them like that. But I'm uh. I'm super excited to be home. Like I said, all my family's here and, and uh, it's where I grew up, you know? So um, we're working on ride through six, now. And the, the head offices are in Oregon, um, Dayton and uh, a couple guys up there working. Um, Jared Rogers is working up there as well. And, and uh, they're, they're living up there and that's where the offices are. Um, but luckily there's a warehouse down here um, and I'm able to go help out there whenever I get a chance. And, and, uh, mainly I'm just helping with the marketing and the, the advertising for the company and, and, uh, trying to spread the good word. So it's, uh, it's been good though. It's, it's, uh, a major undertaking for, uh, for starting a new company like that. And I didn't really realize even working in motorsport how much went into the whole thing, but, um, it's insane. And there, there's a lot to go in into building something like this. And, um, with Jared having done it before, it definitely helps. And, um, we definitely wouldn't have been able to do it without him. But, um, I think we have a really good group of people together and, um, hopefully it's going to be super successful. I, I definitely have all the faith in the world in it. So it's awesome.
1: So for those who don't know uh ride 3 ride dot 365.com is uh <clears throat> a bit of a, a different approach to your uh your your district your your standard distribution sites in the fact that uh on uh, ride365.com you can also find the ride 365 gear, gloves, uh jersey and pants as well.
0: Yes sir, we will have the uh the pants and jersey in hopefully in July, but at the latest it'll be August. Um, but we do have the gloves. We've had them for a while now. And, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about that. It's, uh, it's always been a dream of mine to kind of have a say in what I wear and, and how it looks. And now I have the opportunity to do that. Um, the gear is actually called 365MX, which is completely separate from Ride 365. Okay. Um, the stuff that Chase and Kyle wore in Supercross did say Ride 365 on it because we didn't have another design done in time. Um but if you'll notice the new stuff that I got just recently, the pants are three six five and the next. So um that's that's where we're going with that. It'll be uh something that is definitely sold on Ride three six five dot com. But ride three six five dot com is uh pretty much they sell we sell everything. So um we got Fox gear and seven gear. We're not as limiting ourselves to uh to our own thing. So we got all the gear, all the all the parts, all the accessories you need to uh, to be awesome. So anytime you need to look cool or, or go fast or fix something on your dirt bike, you know where to find it.
1: There you go, one-stop shop for pretty much anything bike or body and uh, an inventory that uh, seems to be growing daily or at least uh, uh, as as quickly as you guys can uh, make agreements with different suppliers and stuff like that. Really, really cool and uh, something that I imagine has kind of been in the works for for, uh, quite some time now. Um, uh, Give us an idea of of how it all started and uh, how uh, the gear started getting in movement towards uh, what we have today.
0: Well, uh, working at Motorsport for so long, I mean, it was awesome. I I honestly have not one bad thing to say about them or anything that they've done. Um, I think it was a really good building block for me. But I think uh, it was just time to start a new chapter, you know? Uh, There were some changes going on there that um, Dayton and I kind of wanted to to separate ourselves from. And and, uh, with Jarrett not working there anymore as well, it just made sense to do something like this. Uh, I wanted to have something, I mean, obviously people aren't going to want to Watch me throw lifts my whole life. You know, it's something that that uh, I have true. to take advantage of while I can. And uh, I mean, I, I feel like we've, we've done a really good job of building ourselves up in the past few years, and and uh, I want to continue that. But at the same time, I think this will be a very good thing to fall back on someday. And with uh, with motorsport, there was just there wasn't a chance to do something like that. You know, like once it was done, it was it was going to be done, and I was going to have to go find something else to do. Um, so I figured I needed to take this chance and take a gamble while I can. And we all know I'm a gambling man, you know? So I can't, can't stay out of those casinos for very long. So I got to uh, I got a bet on it and a uh, bet on myself. So I'd say it's about the safest bet I can, I can make because I control my own fate that way. So I'm pumped on it, and uh, I think it's going to turn out really well. It's just a matter of time um, to start with. It's obviously going to be really slow, and I think it needs to be that way. But uh, getting... Getting further along, I mean, I really do expect it to pick up a lot more, and uh, I, I just think, hopefully, that the name, like I said, that we've built will help us, uh, will help us accomplish that. So, I'm, I'm excited about it.
1: There you go, gambling man. I thought you were rambling man, heading across the country as much as you do.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm both man. <laughs> Usually, I'm a rambling man, but then I see a casino and I'm a gambling man. So you just never know where it's going to happen. You know, It's just one of those things. It's uh, kind of scary, but. That's why I gotta go to work, man. I gotta make some money. I gotta have some gas money to get down to Austin. Hopefully there's no casinos in the way, which in Oklahoma they're about every five minutes. So if I can make it down to Austin for X games, I'm gonna be pumped. So I might uh might have to hitch a ride and see if I can find somebody with a with a truck or something that I can just load my stuff into and just hitchhike all the rest of the way down there. But hopefully it doesn't come to that. If I go if I do stop somewhere I hope hope I win. Well, cool. I hope
1: that, like, uh, if you do stop, it would be helping you get all the way down there and not uh, you you end up uh, racking up a big bill and I end up having to do dishes to get out of that place.
0: Exactly. We don't want no part of doing dishes, man. I can't be having that. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it doesn't, doesn't come to that, though. If I uh, actually have those places, they're trouble, man, trouble. So it's all good.
1: It is all good now. Um, what, what do we want to talk about first? Do we want to talk about the excitement that surrounds coming into X Games and uh, basically throwing the sickest whipper tails possible for uh, a one weekend's time, or do we want to dial the clocks back a week or two ago as you were uh, putting an, a full out assault on the uh, Tr- Tr- Pastrana land? Basically, something that uh, from anyone who's even looked at a motocross bike, it's a complete bucket list thing you could only dream about. Uh, uh, Um, going to that, uh, um, that compound and ripping it up uh, as I did many times on the video game, MXT moto tracks.
0: Oh yeah. Why would you not, you know, that's the only reason I bought that game so I could ride at Travis's, but um, (laughs) that, that becoming a reality was, it was surreal. You know, Uh, it was one of those things whenever you're there, you, uh, you kind of just don't even feel like it's real. You know what I'm saying? Um, It's almost like you're in a fantasy land and, there happens to be a Chick-fil-A five miles away. So it, it it just reminds you that it is real life, but it just doesn't seem like it could possibly be. There's just so much cool stuff there. And, and uh, Travis is just so down to earth and everybody that's, that's around him, um, all of his, his guys that, uh, that ride with him all the time and that work with him, they're all just such good people. Um, it's insane. Just the amount of, uh, the amount of hospitality and the amount of trust that Travis has in everybody around him and everybody he invites there is just, it's awesome. So, uh, but yeah, it was, it was super cool. Um, I was terrified honestly whenever I first uh, got the invitation to go. Um, it was El Nino is his name. Um, he is one of Travis's buddies and he works with them there and, and helps him take care of everything. Uh, he texts me and he said, Hey, uh, check out this ramp. He's like, you want to hit this thing? And it was the really big one into the big airbag. He said, everybody's kind of being a little bit of sissy and, and nobody wants to hit this ramp. And I looked at it and I was like, I can see why nobody wants to hit it. That thing's terrifying. That's huge. And, uh, I said, but you know what? I mean, sure. I'll come do it. It's a once in a lifetime thing. And I just got invited to X games right before that. And so I was just like, man, if I go there and hurt myself, I'm going to be so bummed. Um, but I didn't have any expectations whenever I went. I didn't even know what I was doing. I just knew I was going to hit this ramp and I didn't know whether he was wanting me to do a whip or backflip or what he was wanting me to do. Um, I just knew he wanted me to come do it. And he said, all right, I'll have Travis call you tomorrow. And secretly in my head, I was thinking, all right, I hope Travis doesn't call me because I'm, I'm scared to death right now. Yeah. And so, so Travis called me the next day and I was like, gosh dang, I got to answer this phone, you know? And he's like, Hey, you want to come? And, you, how do you say no to Travis Pastrana? You don't. Know, you don't. You, you, okay? don't. you it, want that phone it, call
1: and you accept it and it, you it,
0: yeah. And it, yeah, it's impossible. Like anybody would kill for that phone call. So I was like, you know what? Fine, twist my arm. I'll be there. I said I'll be leaving in on Monday. I think that's when I left. or Sat, I don't know. It was, it was on the weekend. Uh, but I was like, yeah, I'll leave here in a few days. Let's let's go. And uh, I wanted Dayton to come, obviously, because he's going to document the whole thing, and it would be a first a perfect first video for ride through six, com. It only made sense, but the fact that, uh, all that camera equipment he had was not his, it was motorsports, So he didn't have anything. He honestly had no camera. Um, but luckily Chris Crossland helped us out. The guy that runs the, the it six, com Honda team. Um uh, sure. he helped us out with a camera, which was so awesome. And we wouldn't be able to do it without him. And, uh, Dayton got a camera that week and he had it Friday, and I think we left Saturday. So, um, uh, I picked Dayton up in St. Louis. He flew there from Oregon and, uh, I drove from Oklahoma. And then I picked up my buddy Rob, who's from Denver and he rides as well. Um, he flew in at the same time as Dayton. So, picked those guys up and kept on trucking. Stayed in Ohio that night. And then, uh, the next morning we, we kept going. We got there at like five o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I got there, and I was thinking, oh, I mean, we'll just kind of chill out and relax, and it'll be dark here in a couple hours. We'll just hang out and go to dinner, and then we'll be good, you know? Um, but that's not how Travis sees it. I walked into the shop, and he was uh, putting foam on his helmet, which it's gnarly because he, I don't know if you saw his Shrek helmet. That's what I called it. But yeah. he's got a, a normal helmet, and he just tapes foam uh, blocks on there because he he still gets knocked out by the airbag if he hits his head right. So the foam helps cushion his helmet from the airbag, basically. So <laughs> he was he was in there taping uh, foam to his helmet, and he's like, "Hey, get your gear on, let's go." He talked to me for probably 30 seconds before he he was like, "Let's go, let's go, let's, we got we got to ride, we got to teach you how to do some stuff." And I was like, "Are you joking with me right now?" I was like, I, "I'm kind of hungry. I think I saw a Buffalo Wild Wings down the road. Let's go eat." And he was like, "No, no, no, you got you got to do some flips first." He's like, "I want you to do a backflip into the foam pit." And then uh, I wanted to do a front flip back there in her airbag. And I was like, a front flip? Are you serious right now? Like, all backs flip into the foam pit. No problem. But a front flip is gnarly. And I said, how big yeah, is jump?" Yeah, completely blind. He was, yeah, he was like, oh, it's 75 foot. Or 75 feet. Hey, that's like the normal freestyle ramp gap. Like, no way my front front flipping that thing. He was like, oh, you got this. He was like, I got total faith in you. And people think that Travis is the guy mm-hmm. that that will talk you into something you don't want to do, which he kind of is, but at the same time, he won't do it if he doesn't have confidence in you, which that's the cool part. Um, either that or he's really good at making, making you feel like he has confidence in you.
1: I was going to say, if he's, he's, he might be like the greatest hype man <laughs> ever.
0: Yeah, exactly. He might be, but he had full confidence in me or so it seems. So I was getting my gear on, Got uh he was like man I got to go to a family dinner right now but if I really thought there was a chance that you were gonna eat it super hard I would stay here to watch because I would not miss this so you're gonna be fine I'll see you in the morning um we'll we'll hit that big bag in the morning he's like this will be a perfect warm up for you I was like fine all right fine so Hubert Elmino, um, Greg Duffy a couple other people there stayed with me um, while I hit the bag and hit the air uh, foam pit. So I went over, hit the foam pit. First time, my, my hand slipped off her I arrived, did the backflip. I'd only backflipped a big bike once. It was probably 10 years ago, and I wasn't very good at it. Like, I almost overjumped Kenny's foam pit, and it was super sketchy. Like, I barely didn't hit the ramp, too, and I scared the life out of myself. But this time, I went a lot better. My hand slipped off the very first time I did it, um, which was, I mean, not a big deal, but I just kind of... Bailed off and landed to first, got stuck, but um, it was one of those things. And then uh, all the rest of them went fine. So and then I tried to backflip heel quick here and I think I flew off, but no big deal. It was one of those things. Um, then after it's a that. Pretty steep I, progression, my friend. Yeah, well, I mean, they were like, well, you got to backflip down after like three of them. So they're like, do something else. Like, don't be a sissy. I think those guys might be worse than Travis about pushing, pushing somebody to do something. But, um, yeah, I, uh, tried a backflip heel quicker and that didn't go over very well. I just kind of, the bike went away from me and it was just ugly. But after that, I was kind of like, i was over it. And, uh, I, one second, my niece is right here. I got to talk on the phone. Uh, hey, hold on. I got to talk on the phone. I'll talk to you in a little bit. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, no worries. Anyways, um. My niece and nephew are here; they're hanging out, so Snack to, uh, yeah, I just got back to my uh, my parents' house for a bit, so uh, anyways then uh after that, we went back to uh to the airbag, which was back uh right behind travis's shop, and uh it was uh, actually a bigger airbag um it was like ten or fifteen feet wider I think than the the one back there with where the big jump is at, which is doesn't really make sense, but it wouldn't fit in that the hole back there. So they had to use a smaller one, but, um, yeah, I went back and, and, uh, I just looking at that front foot kicker, honestly, it was, it was so scary because that thing should not be on the, on the top of a ramp. You know, like you hit a ramp normally, so like, oh yeah, I should just fly off this thing, like whatever, but you hit that front foot thing and you're not really sure what to expect, you know? Um, but they told me just to lean forward, just like bend at your waist over the bars and, and commit. Um, and that's the main thing. So I said, all right, it's gotta be easy. So did it second gear, just mid throttle, a little bit faster than, uh, or actually a little bit slower, I would say than a normal, normal freestyle ramp. Um, then I did it. So the first time I, uh, first time I did it, I kind of panic grabbed a little bit because a couple of them told me it's easier to to lean forward, but look up. And then as soon as you're ready to make your rotation, you spot your landing, then you tuck. Um, but then a couple of the guys were like, no, it's easier just to duck your head and go. So the first time, whenever I was looking where I was going, I panicked because I was just, I felt like I was in a super endo. Yeah. Um, so that didn't really work out for me. I landed like right on my back and it wasn't a big deal, but, um, the bars just kind of hit, hit my, uh, my, my thighs up there. Um, but it, it wasn't, didn't even hurt, honestly. Um, broke my back fender, but other than that, I was fine. Um, and then the second time I just totally ducked and committed and, and, uh, I, I made it fine after that. So it was, uh, it was really cool. It was something I never thought I would do for sure. I'd never, never thought I would do a front flip whenever I showed up there, but within the first hour I was doing them. Um, and that was kind of crazy. I was happy then. Honestly, I was like, yeah, I can leave, leave happy now. I'll, I'll be good. I'm, I'm fine. Um, but then we went out to eat that night. Travis has got actually an American flag bus, which is super cool. Yeah, they painted it. It's like a, a tour bus kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, they painted an American flag, and it's got like just all kinds of just madness in there. It's got the the running lights and all kinds of cool stuff. The, the stereo is sweet. And, I don't know. It was pretty funny, but we took it into um, Annapolis to go eat, eat dinner, and it was pretty comical. But we actually ended up taking that thing out every night. It was awesome. We had so much fun in that thing.
1: But can I uh, be you?
0: I mean, I don't know if that's possible, but if you want to try, you can. I don't know how you go about it, but if you're uh, if you're down, if you're I think just like happen, kinda, i just like trying to like
1: kind of tag along, and then just like every <laughs> once in a while I'll jump in, almost like a, like, a, like a double dutch thing, like just gonna be like, all right, I'll jump in now.
0: Ah. Yeah, you can be my stunt double. I think that's awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're like Brad, There's I'm really of- sketched out about this one. <laughs>
0: yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I uh, that I'm asked to do and I'm told to do that I really don't want to do. So that'd be perfect for you, honestly. Um, there you go. That's you're the whenever I sissy you out, you're the guy. So and then, and then we can perfect. build
1: houses on the weekends.
0: Exactly, it'd be awesome. Uh, but then the second day, we went back and uh, he was like, "All right, we got we're gonna get this big bag and uh, it's gonna be sweet." So the big bag is way narrower and not quite as deep. So the ramp is 30 feet tall. It's 40 feet on top of that to the airbag. Um, there's like stumps sticking up everywhere, these huge stumps that yeah. are to hold the wall in from caving um, towards the ramp whenever it rains, I guess. I don't know what it was for. Um,
1: and the concrete piles or yep. the concrete things that are stood up beside the ramp. Don't forget those.
0: Yep. Yeah, those are beside it. But uh, I think that's what they're doing in the front are for the stumps. Um, but, yeah, Travis was like, all right, I got these marks painted up this ramp, right? And just follow those because the airbag is actually off to the right quite a bit. Cause you can't see the bag from whenever you're at the bottom. That's how tall the thing is. Mm-hmm. So, um, he said, just hit it third gear wide open. If you're on a two to two stroke, third gear, pretty much wide open on a four-fifty. Um, uh, you won't over jump it, is what he told me. He said, you don't want to, you don't want to jump too short, but you're not going to jump too long. I said, all right, that's all I need to know. Follow the paint docs. No problem. Um, uh, there's two ramps side by side. The one on the right is actually just a tad, tad steeper, but it has no kicker. The one on the left is the front flip ramp. And, uh, it's still freaking steep. Like it goes up and then there's like four feet that's straight up and down. There's four feet that are the same. It doesn't have like a belly to it at that point. It's, it's straight up ramp, straight up and down. And then there's the front flip kicker at the end of it. So, he hit it a few times. I speed checked and I kind of followed him up and then just, but to watching him, like following him and then just seeing him do that right in front of you is like, it's almost like that video game. Cause you just don't see stuff like that every day. I really wish I could have had a, a helmet cam on at the time because it was sick. He was, uh, he would just go up and do like a double back or, or a front flip, no hander, heel clicker. And then just point back down at me or something. It was gnarly. Uh, <clears throat> um, so I was like, man, all right, I'm scared to death, but I didn't come all the way here to uh, I didn't come all the way here to watch. So I am gonna hit this thing. Um, so I turned around, clicked third, and uh, I tended up to this this ramp, and I had a it wasn't my bike that I was riding. It's my bike from last year, but I changed the suspension to where it was the stock stuff on me. Um, I knew I was gonna trash a bike probably at some point. So I brought two bikes. I brought my good bike, and then I brought the bike from last year, which is um, Chris Crossland's bike. It's uh, just a bike that stayed in the shop.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, it had Pretty stock stalker, suspension right? on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Bone stock. Um, it had stock suspension on it, never been touched. So I hit that ramp, and whenever it hit the straight up and down part, the uh, the forks just completely bottomed, I think. I don't know exactly what happened. It might have been partially me getting scared. I don't know. But I kind of veered a little bit left. And that's all it took. As soon as I hit it, I don't know how I hit the front foot kicker and didn't even do anything. Like, I air wheeled that thing. And I i don't even think Travis knew that was possible. He was like, that was pretty impressive. I didn't even think he'd do that. Um, but I knew I was going to miss the bag if I didn't uh, ditch the bike. So as soon as I took off, I, I was like, all right, this bike has to go. So ditched it. And I barely made the bag. As you've seen, the bike didn't. Yeah. Um, broke my bars off. Broke my... Uh, subframe in half pipes were bent down the, actually the front fork completely bent so i was really glad it wasn't using my good forks um but the front fork like folded backwards uh, this is an ugly situation so got it started and uh, pulled the throttle cables and and rode her back to the shop she was in bad shape um, no. then i took you the rode that thing pipe. i'm looking yeah, at I this photo it. right
1: now that is not a rideable motorcycle
0: yeah, you should watch the video. You can see it. It's pretty pretty rad. I rode it back to, uh, to Travis's shop. It was awesome. But uh, went back and uh, spent like an hour or so getting my uh, subframe and my forks, my front end and all that stuff off the other bike and uh, put it on the old bike and, and went for it again. So we went back and, well, we had some lunch first off, went back and, uh, lunch is pretty important. You know, I can't miss that detail. No, that's uh that's something that's like, that's the The listeners well, would Lindsay, have
1: been upset if you didn't find out whether or not you had lunch at that time.
0: Well, exactly. And then Lindsay brought Chick-fil-A. So I couldn't, um, I couldn't see no Chick-fil-A. I'm a real sucker for it. So it is what it is. But other,
1: other than we, California pizza house or whatever
0: it is. Oh, I did California pizza kitchen. I had one of those in Oregon right by my house. And I don't have any of those in Oklahoma. So I haven't got to have one in a while, but that's a pretty impressive memory you have. That's
2: awesome.
0: (laughs) Um, Anyways, so we went back and uh, had Chick fil A, went back to the ramp, and I was like, all right, so I can't go left, and I I don't want to go straight. I got to go pretty far right. So the very next time I hit it, I front flipped it. Um, I landed pretty far right, but I hit the bag, which is good. But when you're in the air on that thing, it's insane. It's the gnarliest feeling because. like I said, you can't panic grab whenever you're doing a front foot. So you hit the you hit the ramp and then you lean forward and then it's like complete silence and then you're thinking, I gotta be landing before long. I'm still kind of upside down. You don't even know where you're at and you finally land and it's like, Oh my gosh, that was not it was so so gnarly. it was the craziest feeling I've ever had on a dirt bike for sure.
2: Oh
0: wow. Um yeah, did that probably six or seven times. Um, Didn't ever do any variations with the front foot, but I I made it around almost every time. Um, I didn't, I don't know if I was landing either on dirt, but they were, uh, they were a little squirrely riding out of them, but it was, uh, it was still a pretty cool thing to be able to say I did that. Um, Travis was trying to get me to hit the other one and do a whip, just a normal um, ramp. He was like, just throw it down, just throw a dirty whip. And I think he could do something super gnarly. And I probably could have, but, At the same time, I was like, "Man, if I went off that airbag trying to go straight, imagine what I would do trying to do a whip. Like, I would definitely kill myself, and I probably wouldn't land on the bag this time either." So, yeah,
1: you'd probably like travel like left or right way more than you thought you would, and like just auger yourself in.
0: Exactly. But he was like, "Well, don't lean until you hit off the face," and I'm like, "Dude, I don't know how to do a whip in the air. Like, all I know how to do is just throw it off the face and then just try to bring it back in the air." So. I don't know but I was terrified at that point to to go off the bag again so I was like I only have this one bike it's the second day my stuff's already pretty trashed I think I should probably better um keep it uh keep it in on the bag so I didn't end up doing that um I didn't even honestly hit the ramp that was the front foot ramp I didn't ever backflip onto the thing um I would have liked to have backflipped onto his mulch pile but it was underneath the other airbag up front they flattened it out and it was underneath that. So it wasn't even in commission at that time. So I didn't, didn't get to do anything on dirt, but, um, he was like, man, if you go just hit that airbag 10 times, perfect for out flipping, he was like, you can take it to dirt. No problem. And I was thinking that sounds like a really awesome idea, but I feel like I might just be asking for it a little bit. So I didn't do it. Um, I would actually kind of like to go back and do it after X to, to hit it on dirt. Um, but that's just, uh, that's another story. i kind of have to have a, a reason to do it. So we'll see about that. But um, yeah, man, the whole trip was awesome. There was nothing that I that I would have been more pumped on. It was it was really cool, cool experience for sure. Um, the the razor rides that we took on Travis's uh, track back there, and and watching him do a double double back, and and doing all the stuff him and Duffy did with the front foot knacks, and everything about it was just it was insane it was just surreal you know so it was a once in a lifetime thing I think
1: well I, that's what my next question was did you as you were leaving did you have to uh, make Travis promise that this isn't the last time that you you come back and, and uh, enjoy that uh, <laughs> that landscape because uh, I I don't like if, if if I had to leave there I don't think I could like knowing that I might not be back I'd just be like no I'm just gonna stay here forever.
0: Yeah, exactly. I really didn't want to leave, honestly. <laughs> not only because it was a far drive home, but it was just so much fun that I just didn't want to. But uh, I definitely will be back for sure. And After being there now, I'm not quite as um, I'm not quite as scared anymore. I think before I just had built it up to be something where I go to Travis and I'm probably going to kill myself, and that could happen. But at the same time, like I have a lot more confidence in myself and and honestly in him now. Um, I've been around him a lot, but. I kind of thought the same thing everybody else thinks. I'm I'm pretty sure where he just pushes you and pushes you until, until you do something really stupid, but that's not the case. He's really calculated. And I don't think he would honestly do that if he didn't believe that you could pull it off. So we've, uh, we've been talking quite a bit lately and uh, we've got some plans to do some cool stuff in the future. And I think it's going to be good. He's a very good person to have on your side and in your corner. So he's uh he's can't say enough about him. He's an awesome guy.
1: No doubt. Uh, honestly, uh, there's not a month that goes by that I don't uh, um, like. Cause my, my my revelation one nine nine is on uh, on VHS, so I, I search for it on uh, on YouTube and rewatch that sucker. Um, absolute favorite video of all time. Uh, oh yeah. And uh, I like the, the footage from his, from his place there, and uh, you see his tracks and some of the like where it was like way back in the day. Way too cool. Uh, one of my personal favorites. Hope to hope to have him on the show one day
0: yeah definitely man his uh his place that he has is uh honestly i think it's the same track um we we rode it and and uh it was pretty cool the dirt there is a lot better than i thought it was gonna be
1: yeah uh, it looks like good dirt though
0: yeah i didn't think it was very good but man after riding it it was sick like me and duffy rode it for a while and we actually watched ronnie ronnie rode it and and uh trevor piranha they burned the dirt up for a while and, and uh yeah they got some good use out of the track but they rode it on the days that it was muddy because we didn't want to ride it those days because oh, yeah. just get get your bike all muddy and you can't you have to wash gear and all that stuff. But Ronnie and Trevor they don't care, you know. Trevor actually
1: well, rode. They don't wash uh, their gear,
0: so. Yeah, Trevor actually rode his uh, his RM two hundred and fifty, which was also painted like an American flag, off the top of that American flag bus, uh, in Travis's driveway. He just jumped it off the bus, which was pretty sick. That that's... he brought it in. Yeah, I that's some skill. Video. he brought it in like that. Um, the, the Ronnie video that's coming out sometime soon, hopefully. He brings it in on the bus and, and he uh, launches off that thing. So Trevor's a madman. That's for sure. So-
1: how does how does Ronnie Mac get an invite, or does he get an invite? Like, how is he even informed that this type of like the the event is happening? Does he just happen to uh, be wreaking havoc nearby, hear some four strokes in the trees, and uh, and, and invite himself? Like, what, what's the scenario there?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Ronnie doesn't get invited anywhere. I mean, he no. doesn't wait for an invite. It's that's bullcrap. You know, he's not about that. So. He, uh, he knew I was going up there, and he told me that I need to bring his bike. He didn't ask me. He told me. He said, bring bring my bike, because if I can get out of jail, I'm coming. And uh, luckily, he got out, man. He uh, he made it out of jail, and, and he made it up there for a bit. So he wasn't there for the whole time, but he was there for, for long enough to cause some trouble, that's for sure. So there ought to be a good a good Ron video coming up soon. But- What's...
1: What's the interaction like between Travis Pastrana and uh and, and Ronnie Mack? I imagine the two would either get along swimmingly or be uh each other's uh um number one contender.
0: No, you would think that they might not get along at all, but they're honestly best of friends. That's the only person I've ever really seen Ronnie like. Honestly. Mm-hmm. He he usually hates everyone. Yeah but he, he likes Travis and Travis Travis is pumped on Ronnie, so um yeah, he actually that might have been the only reason he invited me up this because he knew I was bringing on his bike, but I don't really know. Um, that could be he could be just using me for for Ronnie. I don't. That's a good good thought, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know, but he well, loves Ronnie.
1: Either either way, used or unused, you are able to go up to Travis Pastrana's uh, Pastrana Land and um, and just like do yet yet again another epic. Ride that you've been able to do in the, over the last couple of years, uh, like I think of uh, whether it be Travis Pastrana or the you 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 Instagrammed a picture yesterday of doing uh, simultaneous whipped knacks with uh, the one the only uh, Jeremy McGrath. These are beyond bucket list things for motocross racers, dirt bike kids all around the world could only just dream to do one of those things, and uh, you've done both and many others. Um, as your journey to date, if it was all to stop right now, satisfied?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I honestly, but it's going to continue. <laughs> That's the
1: best yeah,
0: part. Yeah, I really hope so, but to be honest, like if you would have told me a few years ago that any of this would have happened, I would have just laughed at you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I still have never won uh, any kind of a whip contest. I've never um, made a pro national. I've never done any of these things, but, and I don't even know why people enjoy watching me do what I do, but i I would like to think it's because they're they can relate to me, you know in a way uh, yeah, people's chant. I mean yeah i I don't know about the chant because I don't want anything like I said, but um, I guess I could win the heart of the people if you want that, to count that,
1: that that's the idea is the. <laughs> you're you the, the 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 champion in the hearts and eyes of the of the people honestly a guy who uh the your your signature glove 2 years ago was the uh in kind of, it looked like a, a gardening glove or like a, a work glove and and that's exactly what you were doing prior to any type of uh stardom and, and notoriety from riding dirt bikes and uh honestly I think it has more to do with the smile under that helmet than anything else man
0: Well I appreciate that I mean I try to, uh, like I said, I try to relate to all people and just show them that you don't have to do the best at at anything, you know. Just go have fun and uh, see where it takes you, you know. Um, I mean, like I said, I've never never accomplished a lot of goals that I really want to, and I I might never do that. I might never accomplish them. But, I mean, the things that I've got to do are honestly so much cooler than a lot of the things I set out to do. Uh, I can't complain a bit. Like I said in my Instagram post, I watched Jeremy ride for so long and, and, uh, watched him race and stuff. And I never got to watch his knack knack on the end, at the end of the race, because as soon as he was getting a lead, you know, it was, it was over and my dad would be like, let's get out of here. You know, it's, it's traffic. going to be bad. Um, uh, so I never got to watch one. And as soon as I knew he was coming to party in the pasture, I, I talked to him. I was like, dude, we've got to do a knack knack, please. Can we, can we just do one knack knack? He's like, Oh dude, yeah, for sure. Let's do it. And, uh, made my whole day you know it made more than my day obviously because I still talk about it but um just between stuff like that and K-Dub and Travis just people that I've looked up to for so long even though I've known Travis since I was probably like 14 or 15 um still it's cool to be able to come back and actually do something and not just watch him do it you know what I mean just do something with him like front yeah. foot with him or, or actually be able to knock get on anywhere on his level at all. But I can actually ride with him, and and we can have fun together doing it, and it's not just him putting around with me. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it's been awesome. I definitely, if it ended today, I'd be, I could not say that I'd be bummed at all. Not that I don't want anything else cool to happen, but it's uh it's been one cool ride for the past few years, that's for sure. Hey everybody, this is Jimmy Button, former factory Supercross rider. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to take it to a commercial, and we'll be right back.
1: When it's time to turn heads, Spokeskins has you covered. Whether it's dirt bikes, street bikes, or bicycles, nobody does it better than Spokeskins. Mix and match your spokes, or go with the same color all the way around. Either way, Spokeskins is the way to go to customize the look of your bike. Uniting off-road riders on every end of the budget spectrum Spokeskins is aimed at giving you the custom look without the custom price tag. If you're looking to set your bike apart from the rest of the herd, turn some heads, and be able to change your bike's look on the fly, head to spokeskins.net. They don't just have spokeskins on their website. They've got more. New products are being added all the time, like the Motul Slacker Digital Sag Scale, and just recently, Galfer Off-Road Series Rear Brake Lines Oversized Rotor Kit, and front brake lines as well. So, do what I did. Head to spokeskins.net today, place your order, and get set up to turn some heads out there. Spokeskins, we've got you covered. I was just joking, man. Make, 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 money, take money. Uh, uh, Deft Family Gloves. Deft means showing cleverness and skill in handling things. What you want to see in football and basketball is some deft handling of the ball. Some people are physically deft, like accomplished athletes, more sports professionals, and martial arts masters. Their movements are fast, graceful, and deliberate. Others might be mentally or intellectually deft. You could describe a beautifully written essay as deft, or talk about a politician's deft work on an anti-bullying bill. The source of deft is the Old English "gedeft," meaning mild or gentle which became deft in middle english along with its meaning of apt skillful and adept deft family represents a united family of athletes artists and creative individuals inspired by the underground lifestyle founded by a core crew of friends influenced by music arts culture sport faith and fashion we provide the essentials the modern-day movement through a vision of free-flowing culture, formed by motivation and necessity for change through passionate minds while remaining ahead of the mainstream, common, and popular beliefs. Hashtag Deaf Family is not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. We are Deaf. All Deaf Family product and merchandise is shipped directly from Temecula, California and handled with care. So head on over to DeftFamily.com, explore the website, and find out all things Deft. And become part of the Deft family. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You, too, can wear the exact same helmet I wear. Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Alberson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable, sweat-absorbing liner and generous eyePort design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super-trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Cereal bees, goes. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. In motocross, everyone wants one common thing. To simply enjoy the ride. Sand, clay, loam, concrete, and everything in between. Riders all want to be able to enjoy their ride. But today is Arena Cross. Tomorrow is Glen Helen, and Saturday, we're heading to this gnarly sand track. How can we be sure our suspension is always dialed in? For most, employing a full-time practice technician is unrealistic, and even for those who have one, setting suspension is still a chore. Get a measuring tape, scratch a mark on the fender or rear number plate, and attempt some backward math to find 105 millimeters. Does this tape even have millimeters on it? Forget that. Head to... Co today and set your sag every time you ride with the Slacker Digital Sag Scale. Let's hear from Johnny K. Spear himself on how this thing works. So uh, really basically you would just uh, stick it on your axle with the magnet, stick the clip on your side plate basically where the arc of the axle would hit the side plate and then uh, pull out the retractable cable, hook it to the clip, and turn it on, and then just take the bike off the stand and, and take a measurement. It's that easy. Trust tuning your suspension to Johnny K. Spear and Motul MX. So, what do you
0: think of your standard? Lighter than air, and stronger than steel.
1: So, what that means is it can move much faster. and I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did, and head to dubyaus USA.com today. W-U-S-A, all things wheels. What's up guys, it's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist, suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Gordon has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown full rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Gordon today at 204-633-2722. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know why you're
0: listening
2: to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon.
0: Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Cade Clayson, and not only
1: do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. Absolutely. Um... Uh, where has your uh, like uh, skill level or uh, skill set progressed just in the last two years? Because with more opportunities to do these rides and more opportunities to, to, to be on two wheels with great equipment and uh, uh, just, just always innovating and being around these guys who are always pushing the limits, whether you're riding with uh, uh, Nate Adams or you're riding with uh, McGrath or uh, Travis or a lot of these other freestyle guys – um, like how have you progressed and actually like if you, I guarantee if you looked at video of yourself riding uh, two
0: years ago there'd be a marked improvement yeah definitely uh, sometimes I don't feel like that but I I definitely feel like I'm better than I've ever been and honestly if you put me on a track if I was in some kind of shape and not eating oils all the time I'd be faster than I ever have been but That's it's, sweet. Uh, it's just one of those things and I love oils so can't really complain there but no doubt. Uh, yeah it's it's one thing whenever you go ride with the people you've always ridden with your whole life, like not taking anything away from anyone, but whenever you ride with the guys that are on a whole nother level, you almost feel, you, you feel like they're just so superior to you and they're so far ahead of what you'll ever do or ever be that any progression you make seems like a drop in the bucket compared to what, where they are. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, oh, um, totally.
0: But if I come back and I ride with people that I grew up riding with or, or just, people that have, have watched me ride my whole life, if I come back and ride and kind of sh- show them more or less what I've, what I've learned, they're like, wow, you know, like that's insane. You've, you've come a long ways, but it's, I just sometimes feel like I should just drop my dirt bike and quit whenever I ride with those guys. Cause there's the, the guys and the stuff that they do is just insane. Um, the stuff Nate does and he makes it look so easy. Like you said, um, or Travis, he's doing double front flip, double backflip Superman stuff and it's like how are you you're not even real you know um, yeah it's just it's a cool deal but it's um, I don't know I just always you're always pushing yourself to get better no matter what you're doing you know um, so I, I feel like I've got a long way still to go and and uh, I feel like I've got a lot of room left to grow I guess so it'll be good hopefully uh, I can keep riding with these guys that are so good at what they do and, and uh, they can teach me more and and uh, we'll keep progressing. It'll be awesome.
1: Do your best to fly under the radar and hope that they keep letting you ride with them.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so not sure why they let me ride with them. I was actually, I was, uh, I was laying tile today and, and I was thinking about that because obviously tile is really monotonous, you know, and you, you don't yeah. really have to think a whole lot whenever you're doing it. So uh, I was sitting there thinking and I was, I was like, man, who's the first person that really believed in, in what I was doing? And, I honestly think it was Twitch of all people. Uh, Whenever I first started doing the road to XCM series in 13, he, I mean, I I honestly never would have thought that I would like Twitch because he's totally not my, not my personality type. Like nothing he does is like what I do. You know, Uh, I kind of just figured we would never get along. And, and that's what I get for thinking, I guess. But he, uh, he tweeted me one day and I'll never forget it. He was like, dude, your lips are looking sick, man. Like, you know, I like your style or something like that. And I was just like, whoa, he went out of his way to to tell me that he liked what I was doing. Like, that's yeah. the coolest thing ever. Didn't um, have to. No, not at all. And he, uh, I remember he followed me on Instagram and on Twitter that same day. And he, uh, I messaged him on Twitter and I was like, I was like, dude, I really appreciate what you said. Like, you have no idea what that means to me. Um, I'd really like to ride with you someday. I'm thinking about coming out to California for um, the next road to X games video we do. And at the time he was winning all the best whips, you know? So why would he ever want to bring anybody in that he felt could do good? Um, and he didn't care. Like that, that wasn't what he was about. You know, it was, uh, it was just the love of riding dirt bikes. And I really appreciated that. Um, a lot of people get the wrong, wrong image of him or, or think the wrong thoughts about him, but he is such a good dude. Um, and he—he was—he backed me from the start, so I can't say enough good things about him for sure. But uh, like I said, it's just what I get for judging a book by its cover. I never would have thought we would go along, or that I would even like the guy. But he's—he's uh he's a solid dude. Totally agree,
1: actually. I, I ran into him the same day that I ran into you at Anaheim 2 last year, and I actually ran into you like the most random time, just standing outside of uh, Josh Hansen's pit, I believe. We just, like, literally, I looked up and there you were signing autographs. And, uh, but uh, later on that evening, ran into Twitch, shook his hand, talked to him for two or three minutes, he took the time. And, uh, just, just a nice guy, like, honest. like, I, I think that maybe, um, yeah, I, I totally agree personality wise, maybe it's not someone I would have, uh, like thought that I would be, uh, buddy, buddy with, um, in like the, his early, the early two thousands, but, uh, t- Definitely seems to like a guy who, he's a businessman now, he's a family man now, and uh, he, he's, appreci- he's an appreciator of all things two wheels and, and dirt bikes. And uh, really cool for him to have reached out to you and kind of got you kickstarted started to uh, start this journey, which basically culminates to, I believe this will be your first official full start in X Games uh, 2016. So the road, to, uh, the, uh, the road to X Games from 2013 is, is finally making it stop.
0: Yeah, man, it's been a super long road, that's for sure. I don't like driving 20 hours, much less four years. But yeah, it was uh, it was a very long road. But like I said, uh, it it wasn't that bad. Like I think getting or not getting into X Games honestly created more tr- attention and more draw and more uh, more publicity. I guess you should I guess you could say than uh, than even getting in. If I would have just got in the first year, people would have been like, "Oh yeah, he, he made it." good it's done but now i built some some kind of a fan base and uh hopefully i can still win this thing you know i mean it's going to take a lot to to knock down some of those guys because there's honestly more people in in best with this year i don't know if you looked at the list but there's more people than there's ever been and the people that are in there are awesome like it'll be it'll be rad to get top five in all honesty because those guys are so good Um, but it's, it's cool to me. Like whenever I'm out there riding and having fun, that's the biggest thing. And that's when I do my best. Um, it just tickles me like no other to, to go off the ramp behind Twitch or behind Hanny or Tom Pete or anybody like that. Um, just to go off and, and know that I'm in that same group. And, and even like we were saying earlier, I don't feel like I belong in that group because those guys are so accomplished and so good at what they do. Um, it just, it's, kind of crazy to me that they picked me to be a part of it um it's almost surreal but uh, man i'm so thankful for it um it's been like i said four years and uh we started in 2013 doing those videos and i didn't know at the time how else to go about it and dayton didn't either so we figured he's really good at making videos and i can talk forever so might as well get on there and kind of tell my story and tell what i want to do and see where it goes but like we all know, it didn't work, but uh, it—it just—it uh, was a longer, uh, longer road than I thought. But it's super cool, and I'm very excited to be a part of it this year.
1: No doubt, man. Like uh, I, I think of the, I see the names that are listed on the entry list for that particular event, and uh, it's the who's who of know how to twist a motorcycle. And uh, honestly, like any of you are going to have a hard time. To, uh, to dethrone the, uh, the kid that makes it look way too easy. And just, I, I don't know, like, Jared McNeil torques that two-stroke around something fierce. Like, when he, like, gets up underneath it and just slings the back end, like, he's literally in certain frames upside down and backwards during a whip. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, it's pretty frustrating to watch it. But... <laughs> it's even it's even more frustrating when you try to go out and and emulate somebody else's style like i spend more time than i care to admit sitting there watching videos of other riders and and uh even guys like hanny or or joshian um guys like that that i know that can throw down so big we all have our styles that are just quite a bit different and uh like from everything to where we sit on the bike when we take off to if we hang off and and pull the bike or if we're do like a smooth whip or do like do it kind of backwards or more upside down to face it's just all totally different and it's really frustrating trying to go and mimic somebody else's style because you always end up screwing it up really bad like you almost eat it every time or i do anyway um if i try to whip it like jared i just I, it doesn't work uh, i don't know if it's just because the two-stroke the your eyes is so light or there's something that he's doing different but I just I think I need to stick with what I'm doing. If I uh, if I throw it down like I know I can and I have in the past, I I know I can whip it just as big. But uh, it's the fact that he does it so consistent. Like he can go out every time and throw it completely upside down, uh, and mines maybe one out of every few, you know, where I can get a get a good one torqued. It's uh it's somewhere it all it's all about how you go off the face. And the more you think about it, the worse off you are. You just kind of got to go do it. Um so I think X Games will be better than Monster Cup, honestly, just because Monster Cup this year. Um, the jam session's cool, but the last part where me and Axel and Jared were were going uh head to head and we all got to do two whips. That was uh that was a little bit more stressful. The jam session's a lot easier to do. Um, just because whenever you're doing it by yourself, like the all the eyes are on you, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's your time to go. And I know that's something that you should thrive on, but at the same time, it's like, it's kind of difficult to go out and just throw the dirtiest whip. You got one shot. Yeah. Uh, the jam, the jam session is a little bit easier whenever you can just go out and, uh, as you feel more and more comfortable, you can just really crank one or two and, and, uh, you can feed off the other riders actually as they go and, and watch them and you get stoked and then you go and put on a big one. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I think everybody kind of feeds off each other in that, but, um, yeah, it's going to be good, though. I'm super excited, and uh, X Games is going to be fun. Last year, I got to be an alternate, but didn't quite get to ride, and I, I'm sure it was for a reason. I mean, my knee was not in any shape to even be on a dirt bike, and uh, it was probably for the better that I didn't get to ride because I probably wouldn't have done as well as I know I could. Um, but it's just one of those things. This year, it happened, and I think it proved some some uh, things to the people that run X Games last year whenever I showed up, even though I shouldn't have even been walking or riding uh i think it kind of showed them how bad i really wanted to be there Drove from oregon to, to texas and had a knee that was four times the size of the other one and yeah hopefully that that proves my uh my will to be in it so
1: well I, I don't think anyone can question your want uh to to be a part of this community and to be successful with it um it's uh i think you're right i think you're you're uh um the the knee was not exa- wasn't where it needed to be and uh for your first x games appearance and um and the that whole jam session uh i think you do you you feed off of the the, the riders around you you feed off the crowd like, all of a sudden you you bust uh, like i remember back when from my freestyle skiing days in a jam session you just start to like you just ramp things up and you're feeding off the other competitors you're feeding off of the crowd and like all of a sudden you're trying tricks that you've never never even been able to do before because you're just so amped on the whole situation. Whereas when I mean, it's like, all right, chips are down. You got to do it right now. Uh, it, that's more of uh it's almost like a, a negative atmosphere rather than a positive one. So uh, um, I totally, totally, um, totally get you there.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Death Slip is really the only jam session event that is in X games. I believe uh, I mean, quarter pipe is all, your it's your turn go best trick is it's your turn it's your time to shine like oh wait hold on there's a commercial wait five minutes and then go throw your trick that you've been worried about for six months you know you know what i mean it's uh x games is very very centered around tv which it needs to be you know like it it has to be um it's not centered around the athletes or or the even the people that are there to watch it's centered around tv um but it is a super cool event to be a part of. And it was definitely different being there for the first time than, than I thought it was going to be. But, uh, it's, it's a super cool deal, man. All the, uh, all the skateboarding and the bicycles and stuff that's going on. There's just always something, um, uh, always something cool to watch, you know, like something that the the best guys in the world are all there and, and, uh, they're all in one spot. So it's it's cool to be able to look any direction you see and see something really happy and being, being done. So, it's uh it's cool man i'm excited i uh my event isn't even until sunday and i'm going down thursday morning because i want to see every bit of it you now i want to see step up and all the moto events which there's luckily more this year than ever um but i want to see i don't even really like skateboarding honestly but i want to see skateboarding and i want to see bicycles and i want to see it all so i'm going to go uh go early and and uh, make sure to watch it all take it all in i can
1: there you go. So, have you decided what uh, um, graphic kit scheme to go with? Are we going uh, uh, the topographic white, the topographic black, or are we doing uh, the uh, the middle choice over on one uh, 180de- hundred and eighty decals dot com?
0: Man, that's uh, that's the question of the day. Honestly, I've been talking to Brian a lot lately, and I I truly believe I'm going to go with something completely different than any of those. Uh, nice. I mean I'm really picky about. My, <laughs> yeah, I'm really picky about my stuff and I think I might just run like the clean look, like nothing on the side, like completely militia out black plastic. Um uh, I don't know, I might put some uh some skull stickers on there and, and run some spike pads on my shoulders, um and on air. But I'm not really sure yet. I, I honestly think I would fit my image really well, but I don't know uh I just don't really know how those spikes would interfere with my whips, you know. Like I don't know if I could really get my head cranked, and I don't, I don't know how that would work. So I'm gonna have to practice at least once with them. But uh, I need to keep those things in tip-top shape for uh, for the best whip. So we'll see how she goes. But uh, no, honestly, Breyer kills it with the graphics. He does such a good job. They they look way sicker than anything I've ever had. Um, I've got the the topographical the set that you're speaking of all my bike right now and um, I like it but it's uh, it's not what I want to run I don't think so I think I'm going to actually go with uh, all red set of plastic I've not never done mm-hmm. that on my Honda so I think that might be kind of cool and there was a, a super cool set that he's been working on and it's got a little bit of plaid mixed in and I got some uh, Josh from Shades of Grey painting this sick helmet um, I was going to say
1: that, that's the question of the day is what <laughs> is Josh going to do for your helmet
0: yeah, Josh has actually got two helmets right now for me that he's supposed to have done, uh, and a set of boots. He's got a set of fresh alpine stars that he's going to he's gonna paint to match that helmet that's going to match the graphics. And I'm going to have my 365 the next gear that's going to be so fresh looking. It's going to be awesome. So uh, I can't be more pumped on my setup, honestly, and I haven't even seen what it's going to be. But I know it's going to be awesome because I have full faith in my guys. So, uh, But Josh is actually painting me a helmet that is... Uh, I, my dad doesn't know it yet, but my dad used to paint my helmets back in the day, whenever I was uh, first starting out and, and uh raced for the first few years. He he painted all my stuff, those three piece of rise. Um, he painted all Guy Cooper's helmets and Kenny Bartram's helmets as well back then. But oh, wow. he uh did yeah, he paint the forget- uh
1: uh Kenny Bartram's blue and yellow helmet from uh from from like the late nineties, early two thousands?
0: Was it was it the one that was uh on his Road Champs toy? I think, so. yeah. No, he didn't do that one. Um, okay. But I think that was right whenever he stopped doing them. He did them from probably like 92 to maybe like, I, actually, I think he might have done another one after that because the one he won X Games in and, and uh, Best Trick in 2001, I think it was, or 2000, mm-hmm. I don't remember. Uh, my dad painted that one. but yeah, I don't it, was think blue,
1: it was a blue and yellow awry with the uh, the chin piece that you could adjust.
0: He might have done that one. I think the, I, I kind of thought that blue and yellow one was uh, was a uh, just a regular two piece one, but
2: okay,
0: I don't know. But yeah, he painted a lot of them back then. And then once for Guy, whenever he raced Supercross, he would paint one once in a while. And um, with those guys so close, it was it just made sense for him to do it. But he's always been a super good artist, and he uh, <clears throat> he painted my first helmet, and it was uh, I love the lunatics and the Roadrunner. It was my especially my favorite. Um, but there's a whole scene on this helmet where Roadrunner's on one side, and then the coyote's like, um, the roadrunner's like flying down this road, and the coyote's on this rocket, and he's, uh, he's getting ready to shoot off and go get the roadrunner. And he shoots off the thing, and then it comes around the side of the helmet, and the roadrunner like stops right at the front. And the coyote's on the visor about to just smash into this wall, and he's holding up with a sign that says, Oops. And that was my first helmet, and my dad painted that thing. So Josh is actually, he's got the helmet right now. And he's gonna paint. Um, he's gonna paint something that's kind of a replica, but more of like a new school replica um, with my Bell helmet. So I'm gonna wear that, I believe, for X Games, and then I'm just gonna give it to my dad afterwards because I think that'd be a pretty special thing for uh, for him to have. But he has no idea, so I think that's gonna be pretty cool. I'm pumped on it.
1: I'm pumped it's on that. Fun. That's going to look sweet. I know uh, J- Josh over at Shades Gray has apparently eight and a half hours left of work to be done on uh, on my helmets. And after he told me that, I told him, "Don't worry about my helmet. You worry about <laughs> Mister Q and the other guys uh, yeah. that he's running with uh, for uh, for X Games because I want him to put all uh, all efforts and uh, and talents that he has towards those helmets because they're always sick and uh, basically there there's, there is not a Better, I'll say it right now. There is not a better helmet painter on the face of the earth than uh, than, than Josh Gray. There's just there just isn't so.
0: No, so I totally agree. I definitely agree with that for sure. Um, people don't realize how much time he puts into those things. I mean, he's the only guy there. It's not like he has a whole um, crew to sand and do this and to clear and to primer and uh, you know what I mean. It's it's him, and he puts about thirty hours into each helmet, which is gnarly, and uh, he. Doesn't charge enough. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. He doesn't charge hardly anything at all, and I keep telling him he needs to he needs to start charging people more because then he's he's working for pennies. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So, uh, well, if you put 32 hours into it, should it should work out to 32 hours of work? Which I'm sure, whatever. Like I, from for what he charges for a lot of the different work, like I'm like, all right, man, you're you're kind of working for well, like construction wage,
0: <laughs> like yeah, if a that, not so
1: great if, construction wage. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if that. But honestly, like he just loves what he does, you know, he's got a gift and, and uh it's super cool that he uses it like he does before he before he did that, he did uh drywall. So he's he's definitely uh loving what he does now a lot more. But uh yeah, he's uh, he's very, very good at what he does for sure. So I'm pumped to see what he comes up with on my helmets and uh on my boots as well because 'cause we've done a few sets of boots in the past but uh I think these will be pretty special, so I'm pumped. Ooh, done with the boots as well. A
1: lot of great, yeah. uh, exciting things happening in the world of Brett Q including some tile installation, really cool. Um get a, uh, You know what? I, I I think I need to create a DIY uh project including uh, that includes tile just so that I can have you come up here to uh to Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada so uh to get some riding in. Yeah,
0: man, your, that'd be awesome. I, your dollar is are, worth is like worth a lot cool. more up here. That's good because I don't have very many of them. So if I can uh, go anywhere where it's worth a little bit more, I'm definitely down for that. So I would love to. You got any fishing up there? Like I want to catch some big walleye and some dude.
1: Some I, like Manitoba. You know how Minnesota's land of land of ten thousand lakes? Yeah. Manitoba has a hundred thousand lakes.
0: Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's and great. featuring
1: the, some of the biggest fish, like everything's a master. It's, honestly, what Manitoba is like, if you even, like, I'm not, no bullshit, if you look it up, Manitoba listed as uh, one of the hot spots for freshwater fishing uh, worldwide. And uh, we've got some we've got some great places. And uh, you can even put some time on my brand new KTM 252 stroke that I picked up last week.
0: Oh, buddy, dude, you should have waited until you got the new one. So the new ones came I out. got a, a new down payment on it. Fixed. Oh, you already did. I see how it is. I like the yeah, style.
1: I'm getting you used have- to the KTM, and then next year I'll have air suspension and new graph and new plastics.
0: <laughs> Bold new graphics. I like it. Uh, well, you're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to lay a bunch more bricks to get one of those things, man. Those KTM's are expensive. They don't give those things away. That's for sure.
1: No, they don't. Uh, but uh, um, you've been you've been great. Uh, nice enough to give away some of your time this uh, evening to talk moto. Honestly, can't get enough. Always. With you, I feel like uh, you and I could probably just like top five people in the world that I want to go on a road trip with, and you're in that group because we would just talk about the most ridiculous shit for fun, like five like for fifty <laughs> hours in a row, uh, like just going from like late nineties motocross to like what the world will be like in twenty years. Um, we'll run the we'd run the full gamut, but uh, I really appreciate you coming on tonight and uh, giving uh, my fans an update on uh, all things Q.
0: Yeah, no worries, dude. I really appreciate you having me on. Definitely. It's, uh, it's always a good time. There's uh, c- certain people that are just gifted at what they do, and uh, you're very good at giving an interview, so definitely it up. Yeah, no worries at all. So I'm pumped, and uh, thank you so much again.
1: Right on, man. Well, don't hang up just yet because I get some live reads from you before uh, off-air, but uh, we'll, we'll cut it out, off the podcast right there. Unless, Actually, uh, let people know where they can find you, both Instagram, Twitter, and as well as the uh, the Ride 360, uh, 365
0: stuff. Yeah, the, the website is obviously ride365.com. Uh, that's the website where you can get all your parts and accessories and, and gear for, for your bike. Uh, we will have our 365 next gear on there soon. But uh, it's just not quite up there yet. Hopefully July or August we will have that. Um, I know people have been waiting for that for quite a while, so I'm pretty pumped on it. Um, we're actually going to do limited runs of each color. We're not going to brand um, the gear 2016 or 2017. We're going to do a, a certain limited edition run of, of, say, this red and white gear I've been wearing. And as soon as that starts to sell out, we're going to go a whole different design, a whole different color, we're just going to keep progressing from there. Um, that way you could wear, you could bust out this red and white gear in three years and no, if nobody's seen it, it's like, Oh, that's a fresh set of gear. You know what I mean? So yeah. And the fact cool. that
1: uh, you'll never come out with a set of gear. That's not like, it like, Oh, we bring it in, like this design in four colorways. Nobody really likes it in yellow, but we still made it in yellow.
0: Exactly. Yeah. We don't want to have um, all of our gear come out at once and then people just get, tired of it you know what I'm saying like by the end of the year and the time new gear comes out people are like oh yeah this stuff's been out forever let's get some new stuff Um, but whenever it's just limited run I feel like people will be definitely more interested in that I know I've always been that way with the boots that I've worn Um, Fox has done a really good job with that and if you see a limited run of boots you you pick one up because you never know what they're going to come out with gear wise down the road that's going to go with it so um, yeah that's definitely cool and I think that's the way we're going to go um, we're also gonna do two jerseys with one set of pants. So we'll have a mostly white jersey with a little bit of red that goes with the the reddish pants and then we're gonna have a all red jersey. So it'll almost be like you got two sets of gear, but all you gotta get is just an extra jersey. So I'm um, I'm excited about it and I think it's uh a way that has not been really um Yeah, it sounds like some forward thinking right there. Yeah, just nobody's really done it yet. So we're uh we're gonna work on that and Um, hopefully come up with some really cool stuff down the road. Dayton's been working hard on this whole thing and he, uh, he's been dealing with everybody and all the, all the people that are so hard to, uh, to deal with, you know, like getting samples and getting this and that and getting it all straight is a pain, man. But it's, uh, it's something that he's doing a really good job with and, and we've been testing it and it's, it's really good stuff, man. It holds up good. Um, one thing I wanted to definitely tell everybody is that it's not, um, it's not a Troy Lee set of gear. It's not a Fly set of gear. It's it's definitely all our own. It's not canvas. Um, it's our it's our own deal. So it's um, all 365 MX fully through and through. Um, but yeah, back to your question. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Um, on Facebook, obviously search my name. Or there's on Twitter and Instagram, or Instagram and Facebook. Sorry. Um, ride 365 mx is the gear which we were trying to get the 365 mx but it's it's kind of uh it's taken but nobody's used it so i don't know how that's going to work hopefully we get that because it's kind of confusing right now people are kind of confusing the ride com with the ride 365 mx but it'll uh it'll work itself out and people will kind of see what we're doing once the situation goes down the road i think but um all my stuff you can follow me at bq365 there's a letter b letter q 365 on instagram facebook twitter whatever um all the voting for x fans is on twitter as well so i'd appreciate any support i can get there um but yeah you never know what, what's going to pop up on your news feed whenever i'm around so give us a follow and uh get ready
1: I know, man. We'll really appreciate you coming on. Uh, we'll check you out on all things social media to give you as much support as we can. Uh, you keep riding 365, and uh, we'll cut it off right there.
0: Awesome. You know I will. Thanks, bud.
1: Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.
2: Darker gray is breaking through a lighter one A thousand sharpened elbows in the underground That hollow hurried sound Of feet on polished floor And in the dollar store The clerk is closing Loonies trying not to say I hate Winnipeg. The driver checks the mirror seven minutes late. The crowded riders' restlessness enunciates. The guess who sucked, the jets were lousy anyway. same mood every day and in the turning lane someone stalled again he's talking to himself and here's the price of gas repeat his phrase Golden business boy will watch the North end die and sing I love this town. Then letters our king wrecking ball proclaim I hate Winnipeg.